Well, hello there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher, and hopefully you. You are the key person. We want to hear from you because we ask the questions, we, we introduce the topics, and you take it away. All you got to do is uh, call in because Matt Kabinsky waits for your calls. And so, Jerry, uh, I'll give Jerry the honors um, of introducing this um, this topic on this very special feast day, Jerry. Well, it's a feast of St. Francis of Assisi, uh, very loved by so many of us. So a happy feast mm-hmm. day, especially if you share his name, like uh, either either male or female. You know, there is a female version usually with the ES on the end. So happy St. Francis feast day to all of you. And yes, we want to talk today about advice. Okay, everybody's got, seems like everyone has an opinion. Everyone has some advice for you. And sometimes it's actually good advice and useful advice. So we want to know today, what is the best piece of advice somebody that, somebody ever gave you? Okay, what's the best? If you can recall back, maybe it was 30 years ago. Maybe it was last week. For me, it was just in the last few days, which I'll share in a couple moments. But what what was a piece of advice that was very helpful to you in your life? 833-288-EWTN. 833-288-3986. You got me thinking. I've, I've received a lot of really good advice. Um, a lot of it I did not take which I would now looking back on my 57 years, I wish I did take some of some of the advice that I was given. But what's the best uh, piece of advice you have been given in the past? And maybe you acted upon it. And you're so grateful to that person, they were led by the spirit to give you that advice. You know, the the, the interesting thing about it, it, advice is you can take it or leave it. And that's the interesting thing about it. But a lot, a lot of times it is, it is prompted by the spirit because people will say, you know, I just, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I really just need to tell you this. I think this would be best for you or or something of that nature. So what's the, uh, what's the best advice someone ever gave you? That's the question we are asking today. And you, the take two family need to answer and answer it. Why? If I can speak today, that would help answer it because we learn and grow from you. Jerry and I say this every single time we've said it for eight plus years. We grow from you. We learn and grow and we get closer to God. Okay. We're in this together, the mystical body of Christ. Let's stick together. Let's stay together. Answer the question. Oh, by the way, you don't have to be Catholic to call in. Matt Kabinsky's waiting for your call. 833-288-3986. Yeah, it could have been something that was actually life-changing for you. So people, uh, people care about one another. And if somebody has offered you a bit of advice somewhere along the road of life that you have traveled and it was helpful for you, what was the best advice you were ever given? 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. If okay, I may share, yeah, yeah well, you go first. I want to hear your advice. That you did you so you got it recently? Yeah, it was just in okay. the last few days. Um, mm-hmm. And most of you know I'm uh, back in formation for the priesthood. I'm a seminarian in the Diocese of Orlando, Florida, doing a pastoral year at uh, the Basilica of St. Paul. Beautiful church. You've got to come here and visit it sometime in Daytona Beach. And uh, I, so I'm involved with serving masses, and, and I, I do sacristan duties and many other things. And a gentleman came into the sacristy the other day, Debbie, and he kind of pulled me aside, and he says, um, he says, you know what, if I can give you a piece, piece of advice, he said, don't stop praying. And what he meant was the Liturgy of the Hours, mainly, because mm-hmm. you know priests are bound by obedience to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. But he said, don't stop praying and stay close to Mary. And he said, the end of my priesthood was when I stopped praying the Liturgy of the Hours. 
And he was laicized, and he is with his second wife. His first wife passed away, so he has gone through the canonical process of laicization. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he was telling me this, uh, he said, he, when he told me, uh, st- when he stopped praying uh, with the liturgy of the hours and really most of his prayer life, he said that was the end of his priesthood. I said, you know, I said, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. And you know what he said? Hmm. He said, so am I. Oh. You know, and I could oh. feel the heaviness in his heart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he loves his beautiful wife very much, but... Mm-hmm. Here's a man who looks back now and realizes that he made, uh, you know, a pretty significant mistake, and it was a vocational um, uh, disaster for him as a priest, and so he wanted me to make sure he's, he, he said, just don't, make sure you don't stop praying and stay close to the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. so... Believe me, um, I already kind of knew those things, but I'm definitely going to take that advice to heart. Well, and and I'm glad that he um, felt comfortable sharing that with you from his heart. But I will tell you, Jerry, you're very lucky in that area because you love Our Lady very much. I know that. So that's a great thing. Um, And you pray constantly. I mean, you really do. You pray all the time. Even when I'm like, when I remember doing pledge drives and we would travel back in the day, but pre-pandemic, when we would travel to different places, we'd be having dinner and you're praying all like, like all through dinner. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So you pray a lot, which is really good. And I think if you keep up that practice, like he said, in the liturgy of the hours and other formal prayers throughout the day that I, I, I echo that. I think that's a, that's a recipe for success in the priesthood. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What, what about you? Piece of advice? Um, I went through, you know, when I went through the most horrific, horrible divorce ever, I was married for 20 years and in 2006 went through a horrible, horrible, horrible divorce. How, did I tell you enough horribles? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my pastor, who I was working for at the time because I was in ministry, he was the first one um, to hear about it and, and he was help, trying to help us, uh, me and my former husband, you know, to, to, he was trying to help us stay together. And that's when he made that statement to me that I've shared with you many times, Jerry, where he said, Debbie, you're going to go one of two ways. You're either going to fall away from God through all this because it's so so horrific and mm-hmm. tragic. Um, or you're going to get really close to God, really tight with God. And that was the one, everything else was taken away from me. So I was determined that I was not, not going to let God go. And mm-hmm. I just went super deep, um, head first into, uh, and free fall into God's arms. And, um, you know, I don't think I'd be sitting here today if I didn't take that advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, praise God. Mm-hmm. Both, I think yours and mine were Holy Spirit moments, to be sure. Mm-hmm. What about you, Take-Two family? Phone lines are filling up, but there is still a line available if you dial right now. It's 833-288-3986. Remember, we say it all the time, what you share on this program could, not could, I'm going to say it will definitely impact the lives of other people. So what was the best piece of advice you ever got in your life? Maybe you have to reach way back into your past, or maybe it was something more recent. But uh, share that with us and inspire and enlighten all of us. 833-288-3986. Matt Kabinsky is waiting for your call. He is delightful to talk to. Please pick up the phone. Oh, it's in your hand. And just dial this number. Answer the question. Best advice you've ever you've ever gotten from somebody. 833 833- 288-3986. We'll be right back. Oh, 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 oh. 
Well, we're so glad you're with us on this Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. A lot of people celebrate this day, including many non-Catholics, even non-Christians. He is so well-beloved of all people. So happy Feast of St. Francis. We're going to go to your calls momentarily about what is the best piece of advice someone ever gave you. Um, I'll give you a piece of advice right now. If there is no AM or FM Catholic radio station in your area, God might be tapping you on the shoulder maybe through my words right now, inviting you to, to start one up. Because EWTN has dynamic radio programming 24 hours a day, of course, seven days a week, English and Spanish. And you could actually start a Catholic radio station. A lot of non-radio people have done this, and you could be the next one. So partner with EWTN and email Steve. His name is Steve, and you email radio at EWTN.com, radio at EWTN.com, and just say, hey, you know, I heard the Jerry and Debbie talking about maybe starting a Catholic radio station. Tell me more about it. Again, that's mm-hmm. Steve, and it's radio at EWTN.com. Okay, a couple things. It is the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, and there are a lot of quotes attributed to uh, this great saint who had the stigmata. Um, and one of them is the popular one, you know, preach, um, uh, preach the gospel always and use words if necessary. It was attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, but it, he, he didn't necessarily say it like that. However, he modeled it. He modeled it. He, he lived his life preaching the gospel. So, um, and that's, that's the famous one that is always um, tied in or make me a channel of your peace. Um, you know, there's, are you smi- you're smiling. Do you, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah a lot of people will say that's St. Francis of Assisi. Um, but yeah, so I, this is, if you don't know about this great saint, and I mean great saint, please look him up and read some things on him and about how, um, he lived his life. I think it's very important in this day and age we live in because we could use more St. Francis's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Need saints in every age. 833-288-3986. Best piece of advice you were ever given. Chris is going to share a piece of advice that he received. Chris is in the Bay Area listening on Sirius XM 130 in California. Hi, Chris. Good morning, Jerry and Debbie. How Greetings. are you guys? Hi, Chris. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know me. Yeah. I'm a Chris you know. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, great to hear you? from you, brother. How's yeah. the family? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Praise God. Uh, my advice, and by the way, I just want to say thank you to you two. You guys are the bullseye of Catholic Radio. You're doing what I believe Catholic Radio was anointed to do, and I just want to say thanks. And uh, keep going. I'm praying yeah. for you guys always. Thank um, you, Chris. We love you advice. very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forty-five years ago or so, Christmas night, um, I'm sitting at the kitchen table with my brother Larry. He's my godfather. I'm number eight out of nine kids, and uh, I admired him so much. He was a Navy pilot. Uh, just he was my. He named me. You know, I guess big family. My mom just kind of deferred off to him. You name him. Anyway, and I said to him. You know, Larry, I I admire you. I want to be like you. You're the kind of person I want to be. Uh, you know, all your the way you live your life and everything. I was 18 years old and just having a beautiful moment. And as I'm talking, he starts shaking his head slowly and pointing his finger straight up. And he said, Chris, don't look at me. Look at Jesus. Mm. Be like Jesus. And... I said, okay, and that began my real journey to embrace the Lord fully 
in the Holy Spirit. And that advice is the best advice I've ever, ever received. So that's yeah. it. My brother. <laughs> it's a decent piece of advice, I think. That's yeah. a great piece of advice, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, Chris. And, and I just want to give a, a shout-out to you and Vicki and the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two weeks from now is the EWTN Catholic Radio Conference, and Chris and Vicki um, put on the first, I think, three or four um, national Catholic radio conferences in the 1990s in Northern California. And I think, Chris, we're all sitting here, uh, you know, in part because of you and Vicki mm-hmm. and all that you did. And I, I've always said, I've said this many times, when the history of Catholic radio is written, there better be a chapter on you guys in the mm-hmm. late Catholic Broadcasting Network. So Amen you gave us a that. lot of great advice along the way, Chris. So God bless mm-hmm. you, man. Anything else you wanted to, wanted to share? No, just I love you guys. Appreciate everything you're doing. You're you're right on target. Just keep going every single day. We're one day closer to meeting the Lord. Amen. Well, we Amen. love you guys. Give our best love to, you. Chris, to Vicky. Yes, please to Vicky and yeah. the family. He's amazing. Yeah. Wow. What what a great treat. We'll always remember it on the feast of Saint Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. We got a call from Chris. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Richard is up next in Massachusetts on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Richard. Hi, how are you? Great, great, sir. So tell us, so best I, advice. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I have, while I was on hold, I was thinking um, of a quote that I could share. So I have one example, which is a model of a way to live your life. Um, and then I have a quote. So I'm a sophomore in college, and I'm a history major. Um, and I'm personally fascinated with the period um, of the Blitz during World War II, when England was just facing, you know, one hardship after the other. And I watched this movie. It's called Mrs. Miniver. came out in 1942 with Greer Garson and Walter Pidgeon. And you watch throughout the movie how these people, they're facing, you know, the loss of their friends and family. They're being bombed every single night by the Nazis. They're facing rationing. It's just they're living. They're facing unbelievable hardships. And the movie ends with all of them sitting in a church. The roof is completely blown out from the bombing from the night before. And they're, they're, they're just praying, and there are tears rolling down their face. And you know that no matter what they're going through, they are clinging on to their faith. And by sticking with their faith, they're going to face whatever you know comes to them, and they're going to pull out all right. And that scene just it stuck with me ever since I saw it. Um, and then as for a quote that I mentioned— uh, you know, being obsessed with the 1940s, as I mentioned, I love listening to the Catholic Hour with um, then, you know, Monsignor Fulton Sheen. Mm-hmm. And there was a quote that he shared um, on one radio episode, and this has also stuck with me through my life. The quote is, America, it is said, is suffering from intolerance. It is not. It is suffering from tolerance. Tolerance of right and wrong, truth and error virtue and evil, Christ and chaos. Our country is not nearly so overrun with the bigoted as it is overrun with the broad-minded. And, you know, when it comes to dealing with uh, my classmates who may not be Catholic or may not see eye-to-eye with me, that really helps me remain respectful, but at the same time not to be afraid to be bold in sharing the truth with them. So those are two pieces of advice that have really stuck with me. 
Yeah, well, Richard, what do we hear and what have we been hearing for the last, I don't know, several years or decades? You know, tolerance, tolerance, tolerance. Well, that, uh, like you said, that quote from Sheen, it's just, uh, you know, the, the broad-mindedness is actually, the mind has actually been broadened a little too much to accept just about anything. So that was a great reminder of that from Bishop Sheen. Debbie, I know mm-hmm. you want to I just want to say, Richard, where are you going from here? Because you have such a powerful... Uh, voice and a passion behind your voice. What do you? What do you have? What, what plans? Can you tell us some of your dreams? Sure. Well, thank you so much, ma'am. Um, if I can say, I went through RCIA last year, actually. Oh. Um, so the faith is relatively new to me. I'm 19, and like I said, I'm a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I am considering the priesthood. I, it is on the table. Um, I wanted to graduate college, and then kind of you know evaluate myself and see where I am. Right. I try to go to Mass daily. Um, I go to confession at least once a week, probably more than I need to, but, you know, it's what gives me my power mm-hmm. and my faith to go mm-hmm. through, you know, mm-hmm. the day. Um, if if not the priesthood, I would definitely consider uh, teaching history and trying to set the record straight for so many of the young people I see who are just being spun in all different directions. Wow. I think you wouldn't believe half the stuff I hear in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, I, we, I bet. Um, Richard, uh, I, p- I picked up on it, you know, so quickly because I, I'm a mom and a grandmother of two sons. And I could hear that that strength in your in your voice. And I, I just it felt so I, I have I have heard it before in others. And it, and it usually comes from the Holy Spirit. And you said you go to daily mass. So you must be close to the Blessed Mother, correct? Absolutely. The church that I go to, my parish is St. Francis in Dracut. Um, mm-hmm. But for daily Mass, I go to St. Joseph the Worker Shrine in downtown mm-hmm. Lowell, and that's actually an Oblate church. Right. Um, so through them, I have grown very close to the Blessed Mother. Beautiful. Wow. You have to keep us posted, Richard. We want to journey with you. What an exciting adventure you're on. Thank you so much, ma'am. I hope both of you have a very blessed day. Thank you, Richard. Our email, if you want to keep us abreast of your beautiful journey that you're on with God. Uh, he's just getting started with you, by the way. The take two at EWTN.com is the email address. Take two at EWTN.com. Wow. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Boy, you had your uh, your spiritual insights were right on target there. Yeah, just it was so great. It was probably Chris's call that got it started. It was a home run of a call. And then Richard, okay, now we'll move to Joni. And Joni is in South Dakota on Real Presence Radio. Hi, Joni. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm just quickly on my lunch break mm-hmm. and listened to the question and, and took a chance at calling in. <laughs> good. Um, good. We're glad you did. I am too. The the best piece of advice that I received was from my late father. Um, he's been gone. It'll be sixteen years in December, and I was born to older parents. They were my mother was forty three, my dad was forty seven, and growing up, I was always around older older adults. And the best piece of advice that dad gave me was, especially during my growing up years, and particular teenage years into young adulthood, when I was faced with a, a decision or a choice to make, and I would say, you know, what should I do? And my dad always gave me this advice. He always say, 
just use your own good judgment. And there were times when it, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I wanted him to tell me, what should I do? Um, but, but by giving me that advice, it, it prompted me more so to take the initiative and think about it and try and make the best choice that I could. Um, you know, what, what would God want me to do? What, what are my parents going to want me to do? It gave me more respect for them, respect in having to make that decision for myself, I guess. And so, you know, there were times when I would say, just tell me what to do, Dad. And, and Dad would say, well, you've got a head on your shoulders, and just use your own good judgment. So I feel like in, in him doing that, it made me a better person. It made me think about things. It made me think about wanting to do the right thing. And, and even if there were times when I maybe didn't make the best choice, I learned from that in that aspect as well. You know, I, I didn't use my good judgment on this one, you know. And so um, that, that was the best advice that I was given. And there's, there's times today that I'm faced with a decision and I think, oh, I wish I could call Dad <laughs> and ask him. But I know that him doing that allowed me to look to my Heavenly Father and think, what's going what to be my best choice here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was going to say something similar to that, Joni. I mean, your, your parents knew that you know, they were not always going to be around for you to ask them that question, well, what, what do you think I should do? So they were, in a sense, you know, empowering you, you know, and they knew, they, they knew the, the foundation they had given you as parents. They, they planted the seeds in you. They, they gave you a right uh, moral compass, obviously. And, you know, you were, you were then free to make, like you said, use your own good judgment. And that is so very, very important uh, nowadays, especially, you know, when, um, you know, people are kind of all over the map when it comes to being able to make decisions and things like that. So you, you were very blessed with the parents that God gave you. I totally agree. I just want to say, Joni, real quick, um, I know your dad passed away 16 years ago, but I brought the prayer book out because we pray for the living and the deceased of the Take-Two family, and, and God knows no time. So if you want to give us his first name, I'll, I will add him into the prayer book. That's awesome. His name was actually Howard by Bill. We went by Bill. That was my, my dad went by Bill too. Interesting. And my sister's name is Joni. I think that is so interesting. So Joni, I just wanted to echo what Jerry said. I just think it's beautiful when a dad really um, encourages, especially his daughters to be, uh, you know, independent and make good decisions. And, 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 you know, there's that beautiful, um, you know, confidence in their daughters. I think it, I think your dad, Bill was pretty cool. Joni. He was very cool. He really was. And um, my mother was a beautiful person as well. And I I really, truly was blessed. And I know there's times when I think if I could be half parents to my kids that my parents were to Mm -hmm. me, they'd they'd be doing okay, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You probably are. You're doing great. What can you give me your mom's name real quick? I'll put it to put her next to Bill. Her name was Wava, W-A-V-A. Beautiful. Okay, we got them in the book. Thanks, Joni. Thanks, Joni. God bless you. I think you're a great parent. Don't sell yourself short. I think it's hard to be a parent these days, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely, in any age. I mean, uh, but especially today with so many weird things going on and Mm -hmm. many assaults on the family and upon parenting and upon kids, so definitely. Mm 
And the rise um, in demonic activity. It's everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that is going to open up a phone line here. Take two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio on this Feast of St. Francis. What is the best piece of advice someone ever gave you? Maybe you just tuned into the program, didn't hear the topic being discussed. That is it. So if you can look back, and uh, maybe you got to go way back, maybe it's something more recent, but were you ever given a piece of advice that you really still remember to this day and maybe help to change your life for the better? 833-288-3986. Well, we all receive advice during the course of our lifetime, and sometimes it's good to pass that along or pay it forward. So, Share the best piece of advice you've ever received today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And you're not just sharing it with us as a matter of uh, doing that, but you're also maybe giving that piece of advice to somebody else who's listening right now who's maybe in a situation that you are in. So mm-hmm. please feel free to join us, 833-288-3986. So on, um, on YouTube and Facebook, we're waving to you guys. Thanks for getting the chats going. Michael M. says, the best advice I got was from... From the priest who filed my annulment papers, he told me the week he told me the week before he had married a couple who had never been married before. They were seventy and sixty nine, respectively. Um, they waited till they were ready. Wow, seventy years old and sixty nine. They just walked down the aisle. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. So they were seventy and sixty nine. Never too late. Yeah, that just reminds me of like my in-laws. That just cracks me up because when when Michael M says 70 and 69, my mother-in-law was actually the older one by one year. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. so my father-in-law would always say, oh, she's so much older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and they were married like 65 years. They were the cutest couple. But it was mm. so funny because she was a year older than him. Well, it reminds me too, it's kind of the other end of the spectrum. Some people marry at a young age, and I was at a funeral one time, and the, the wife had passed away, and the husband was asked by the, the priest in preparation for the funeral, and the priest shared this at the funeral. He said, how long were you, were you married? And he's, because it, it was like 65 years or something, the priest mm-hmm. had asked him, how long were you married? And he said, not long enough. Oh. Isn't that just beautiful? Oh. They were so in love for decades. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. says a lot, yeah. It does. It truly does. Okay, John is up next in Oklahoma on Sirius XM 130. Hi, John. Welcome to Take Two. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hi. So uh, I decided to call in because you guys uh, said what has been the best advice you've received. I received some really good advice uh, not too long ago from a priest um, that God doesn't just provide, but he also takes away for our good. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this thing that I always wanted at the very young, longest time, all the way back to like five years old, I always wanted to be a pilot. I, like, I want to grow up and be a pilot like my grandpa. And so through high school, started taking li- uh, lessons and became a pilot after I graduated high school going into college. Took a few years off, fast forward until now, got back into the plane, started flying a lot. Um, I was like, man, I really love this. This is like really what I want to do. I'm not sure if it's what I want to do as a profession, but definitely as leisure. Started flying almost every day, and uh, been going through a lot of difficult things in my life. And God had been speaking to me over the last couple of years about something I was kind of running away from, and so I used this as a reason to 
kind of snuff that out and be like, oh, well, this is what God wants me to do because this is what he put in my heart. And then everything came crashing down, and I was grounded due to a health reason, and the health reason could potentially make it to where I could never fly again ever for the rest of my life. And I was really mad at God, so I started kind of rebelling, kind of like how a kid gets mad at their father and will write all over the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, started rebelling, but I was like, I need to go to take this to confession. And I, when I did, I confessed it to the priest, and the priest told me that. He said, you know, God, even though he puts those desires into your heart, yes, but he puts those desires in your heart so that it ultimately point, you point back to him. But if you're using those desires for your own personal gain and it's taking away from him, he'll take those desires away. And that looks like that's what he's done with you. And I said, that's crazy because now I have all this time in my day to be able to start going to daily mass. Mm. And ever since I've been going to daily mass, I've been hearing this calling of what I'm discerning and discerning others uh, to the priesthood. Mm. And um, each time I go to the mass, I go to the Eucharist or see the Eucharist, God's voice is louder. And I'm at peace now. I'm at peace that I may never be able to fly again, but ultimately I know what... um, he's doing for me and you know i'm in his hands he's he's in control and uh that was probably the best advice i've ever received so god is the pilot in command right <laughs> yeah he's, he's the pilot i'm the co-pilot yeah yeah well john your call is just bringing back so many memories for me uh, because i actually started flying lessons in about 2000 and i, I got about two-thirds of the way there and, and soloed a couple times and so i can share with you the joy and just the freedom and the beautiful experience it is being up there in a plane especially by yourself but you're gonna you're gonna definitely have my fervent daily prayers um, because, uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard the show very much. Uh, tw- I've been out, I was in priestly formation in the 1990s. 28 years later, starting just a couple of months ago, I, I got back into formation for the priesthood. So um, I'm going to be keeping you in my daily prayers. It's so beautiful how God, he, you know, he takes one thing away from you, and then you think, you know, well, what's, what's the deal, God? What's, what's going on with this? And then he says, wait a minute, you know, I got something even better. The best is yet to come. And John, I know the best is yet to come in your life as well. Well, and John, I just want to say real quickly, maybe, uh, I don't know if you heard Richard's call from Massachusetts, but Richard, if you're still listening, Jerry, you have an email where where both of these men yeah, can reach that. you. That's at seminaryjerry at gmail.com. I'll happily give out Jerry's email, seminaryjerry at, at gmail.com. But John, this is amazing um, that you have come to this you know, realization and this path and this, and this, you know, this understanding that things move, you know, things move. God, God positions different things at different times to get our attention or to get, get us moving in a, in a certain direction or having us even step back. Some people need to step back for a little bit, but I, but it is, it is an incredible adventure if we look at it that way. And, and I don't know if you heard Richard's call earlier about him possibly discerning uh, a vocation. And now you called in with this possible uh, vocation story. I, I tell, I'll tell you this the lord is moving uh, the holy spirit is moving and it, and we, and that's why i believe catholic radio works it works in the minds and the hearts and souls of others because where would you be able to share this john yeah you could share it with your family and you could share it with your friends and probably your your coworkers but now you can share it on a global platform and have people praying for you so that's pretty amazing god bless you thank you i have one more thing to say also because it is the feast day of saint francis sure 
Um, he's, he's my patron saint, but I had a freak accident. I just got a puppy um, last week. I had a freak accident where my neighbor's dog drugged my puppy underneath the fence, started viciously attacking him, rushed the dog to the vet. The vet's like, hey, he's going to die. There's no way he's going to survive this. And so me and a few others started praying, praying, asking St. Francis to pray for us. And it dawned on me, I was like, St. Francis is also my patron saint. And so with doing that, um, my dog stays in ICU for a total of three days. The first and second day, they keep x-raying his chest, and they said it's so bad, his whole chest is black. It's bruised so bad that it's bleeding, and his lungs are filling up with blood. We're having to keep him on oxygen, and, like, you're going to have to make a difficult decision. I said, no, let's, let's hold on. On the third day, while he's in the ICU, we continue to pray. On the third day while he's in the ICU, I get a phone call in the morning. And the vet says, we have amazing news. We don't have any explanation as to why this looks the way it does, but we just x-rayed your dog's lung, and it's completely white. It looks like as if nothing had ever happened to him. And he's getting to come home today. Can you come pick him up at 2? Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And St. Francis is your patron saint. So is that your your confirmation name or your middle name? Yes. Uh, my confirmation name, but it's now my dog's middle name. Wow. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. So, John, what's your middle name? I'm just curious. Uh, Seth. Seth. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. So you, well, you have a close relationship with St. Francis for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've got to know your dog's name, though, John. You met, you said you made his middle name Francis. What did you name your dog, your puppy? Oh, well, he, he's a French bulldog, so his full name is Escargot. A CC. It all names a CC now, but escargot. Um, it sounds cool, but it means you know snails in French. But he's also yeah. a French bulldog, so we just call him Cargo for short. Okay. Cargo. Oh, I love that Cargo for short. Okay, so real quickly, you got to go to uh, a CC uh, in Italy. You will love it, John. Yes. I mm-hmm. plan on it. I'll be in Rome next year. So. Oh, good, good. Oh, good. Keep, will you stay in touch with us? We'd really love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank. Thank right. you. Thanks, wow. John. Beautiful call. Amazing. Amazing yeah. stuff. Uh, Two about. vocation calls started off with Chris. That's amazing. Yeah. And he's in ministry. I mean, it's all, it's a ministry day. It is. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of be, being a great day, we've got our dear friend Margaret on the line in Mercer Island, Washington, listening on Alexa today. Hi, Margaret. We're so glad to hear from you. How are you doing? Well, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to make this a little bit short because there's a lot of people that want to phone in. But my husband's funeral is on Saturday, oh. and um, uh, before I forget, I want my greatest advice that I've been given was when I was in grade school by a nun, and it was trust in God with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that. That's my great advice. Um, but anyhow, and I would also ask for, I'm definitely am praying for Jerry. I'm so happy, Jerry, for Thank what you. your new adventure. I'm really praying for you. And of course, Debbie, you guys are, you guys are just everything to me. So, but anyhow, um, yeah, I guess that's about one other thing is, uh, that I've heard from Sacred Heart Radio was don't cry. Because it's over, smile because it happened. Mm. I thought that was kind mm. of special too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, so, but um, well, Margaret, 
we just wanted to say to you, you're going through so much and we love you so very, very much. You are, you, your whole family is in our prayer book and it just, we're with you in spirit, um, during this time. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be really tough. Um, but the good news is we're all going to support you in prayer to give you that energy to get through all this. And you're strong, Margaret, even though, even though you're going through so much, you're a strong, strong lady and a hero of ours. And we love you very, very much. Thank you. And I would like to ask one more thing is that my son, when he was um, ready to go to confirmation, he said, mom, I don't want to be confirmed. And so all these years, um, he has a real hard time believing in God and so on. And, and I pray that because of his dad's passing, that there's maybe going to be, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say maybe, but I'm praying for a miracle because I know God can work through things like this. And uh, I pray that my son will come back and realize that there is a God and um so instead of going on and on more about that, um, I thank you, both of you, so much. And um, that's, I'm trying to make this short, and so thank you so much. God bless you, too. Well, Marianne, before you go, you, you can have all the time you want on this show, Margaret, because your heart is so precious to us, as Debbie said mm-hmm. a few moments ago. And, you know, um, God, Debbie, as Debbie alluded to, you're, you're going through a lot, your own health issues, your husband, and now you mentioned your son, and uh, we just— have to believe, and we know you believe this too, Margaret, that God is going to look upon your prayers, your tears. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a saint, you're a real Saint Monica at, at this time with regard to your son. So um, I have no doubt at all that he is definitely going to turn around on this. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's going to be largely because of the sacrifices and prayers you're offering, Margaret. Thank you very much, both of you, Carrie and, and Debbie. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah, please keep Margaret in your prayers. Absolutely. Please, please, everyone. She's going through a lot right now. Um, Shirley's up next in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Did I get your city correct? I hope I did, Altoona. Yes, JM- did, Debbie. JMJ Radio. Hi, Shirley. Yes, she did. Hi. Oh, thank you. Hi. Um, many years ago, someone told me, never be loyal to people. Always be loyal to what's right. And it has benefited me many times, especially like when I was at work and I'd get in the middle of something between two people and they'd say, well, will you stand by me or stand by me? And it's like, if you're right, I will stand by you. And it's it's gotten me out of a lot of times when I wish I was glad I was out of it. But early on, I would be loyal to someone and then I'd find out. They weren't being totally honest, and it turned out, you know, I had egg on my face. Mm-hmm. So whoever, I don't remember who told me that, but it has carried me many, many times through the years. Never be loyal to people. Always be loyal to what's right. And I tell people that right to their face. If what you're doing is right, I will defend you. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's brilliant. I mean, we always, we're all called as Christians to do, um, that's what we should be striving for, right? Those virtues of doing everything that is morally right and good 
and pleasing to God. And when we do that, we can align and, and, and stay together because there is strength in numbers. But if, if somebody just wants you to pledge your loyalty, just because they, they don't, they want to, you know, have some kind of power over something or get out of uh, something or, you know, whatever, that's danger. That's a dangerous territory. So I think that whoever gave you that advice, that's fantastic advice. And actually, Shirley, my mom gave me the same advice in for high school when I went into high school because I went from Catholic school to public school and my mom said just remember it's not it's going to be a big school it's not a little Catholic school so there's going to be a lot of clicks and just do what's right she said she would say it all the time I go okay mom so so uh, I agree that's great advice Shirley and I think we need to hear that especially in this day and age what do you say Jer? You just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say with everything going on, I mean, this is not unique necessarily to the age that we live in, but uh, I'll tell you what, um, Shirley, your, your bit of advice that you just shared, that should be on bumper stickers on everybody's car, and it really should be a rule that we live by because you're, it's absolutely right, and we see it in politics, we see it in culture and social uh, you know, issues and so forth. We need to have our moral compass set to what is right and then look around and see who is adhering to what is right versus the, the people and the personalities. So That's right. Anything else, Shirley, you wanted to add to that? Well, um, yes, real quickly, I don't want to keep you, but you brought up about Catholic high school. Um, my granddaughter was in Catholic high school until 11th grade, and my de- daughter decided they couldn't afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't begin to tell you. Um, she went to uh, public school and met a boy and married him quickly, and he ended up killing her. It's a long story, but she, my um, daughter spent close to $100,000 on legal fees getting the children, uh, grandparent rights, because people just assume they have grandparent rights. And, and this, this saga is still ongoing. Mm. But the point I want to make is if you have an idea in your head that my children will be fine without Catholic high school and I'll save that money, you will not be saving it. My daughter has worked two jobs and things over a course of 16 years now, almost $100,000 in legal fees. So Mm. please, I could go on and on about this, but that's the main thing I want people to think. If you're thinking about not sending them, think again. Mm-hmm. Well, Shirley, thank you for your phone call today. We appreciate it very, very much. And uh, I'm sure you would not, uh, you would join us in, in saying that, you know, we don't want to paint all public, you know, school um, scenarios with a broad brush like that. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a very unfortunate situation that happened in your case there, so... But it's a but it's a yeah. strong um, a strong push for Catholic education too. Well, yeah. So which is yeah. really I mean we need that because of the just the just the moral well, the other craziness going on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. not questioning any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, Shirley. There's a lot. There's so much that that parents have to navigate through, and and so what a tragic situation. But we'll we appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Shirley from Pennsylvania. Thank you so very much. Um, Jerry, do you want to do the congratulations first? And sure. I'll do Father Mitch Pacwa. Well, we always want to congratulate our affiliates, and that includes uh, Radio Santissimo Sacramento in California, of course. They're celebrating their 12th year with EWTN. So we want to congratulate Lorena Albaran and her team at Radio Santissimo Sacramento from your friends here at EWTN. 
Beautiful. And don't forget, Open Line Wednesdays with Father Mitch Pacwa, Wednesdays at 3 Eastern Time at Encores, 10 p.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. And every Wednesday, Father Mitch answers your questions about the Catholic faith. And let me just say, he does a great job. I mm-hmm. learned so much last week. He was amazing. Okay. Um, it it might have been the week before that, but it was it was a ton. I was taking notes like crazy. Uh, back to Margaret in Mercer Island. Margaret, you have so many of the Take-Two family weighing in. They are surrounding you and your family with prayer during this week. So just just feel those prayers from the Take-Two family and the love. All right, best piece of advice you ever received. Frank in Park Ridge, Illinois is next. Tuned in today on the EWTN app. Hi, Frank. Hi, guys. Um, make this real short. The best, best bit of advice I ever received was from my aunt, who was a Franciscan nun. And her advice was, she would always say, Frankie, pray for them, for they know not any better. They do mm. not know better. So that, that was it in that show. Yeah. Well, you you can't go anywhere, Frank, because this is your this is your patron saint's feast yeah. day. You must love yeah. Saint Francis of Assisi, right? I do. In fact, I'll be uh, I'll be in Gretchen in a few weeks. You'll in be where? In, in Gretchen, Italy. Where, oh. Saint Francis made the first nativity scene. Oh, that's where you, you're going to be there. Wow! Can we yeah. come with you? Can we come Absolutely. with you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Way to go. So your your aunt was a uh, Franciscan nun, is, and she's she's gone to meet the Lord, I presume? Yes. Mm-hmm. What, can you tell us her name? Sure. It was Sister Mary Eugenia. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. It is great advice. You know, um, Frank and, and Jerry, I just want to say, um, I was given that advice, too, by my uncle. My he's a, He was a priest, my late uncle. Um, and he... Um, he used to say that too, and it has helped me because when you know when you get hurt, or things happen to you, if you say, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what the, what they do," in your mind, the scripture verse, right? When you say it in your mind, it does tend to take it off of you and take take it away from the personal sting of it, and it does allow you to just kind of give it to God. What What do you say to that, Frank? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, I Father, forgive them for they know now what they do is what our basically what our Lord said on the cross. Father, forgive them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and if that's uh, you know that's where it's at for sure. Uh, Absolutely. The key, to, the key to success for any young people that are out there listening. Here's the yeah. key to success: stay close to the good Lord, love your family and friends. Yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen. Frank, thank you. so happy, happy feast day again to you today. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, we read in Scripture, Debbie, I mean, our being forgiven by God is contingent upon us forgiving other people. So, That's right. you know, and, 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 you know, Jesus was like us in all things but sin. And, and that means, you know, um, uh, human emotions and, and all of that. And even from the cross, you, you can't even fathom what the pain and, and excruciating torture he was going through mm-hmm. on the cross. And yet he still mustered up the ability to say, you know, I forgive them, Father, you please forgive them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the unconditional love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, Jerry, I just want to look ahead for tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's show, we just want our, our Take-Two family to bring everything they've got um, that they know of um, to the table because we're, we titled it, Let's Get Healthy. Okay, what do you do to stay healthy? And that can be mind, body, and spirit, but what do you do to stay healthy? We really want to know. Give us all the tips, tools, tricks, everything um, to stay healthy. We think it's important, uh, you know, for especially physically healthy um, too. Uh, that's very important because people are always saying, "Well, what do you do? Do you run? Do you walk? Do you, you know, go to go to a different uh, class at the gym, stuff like that?" So let's get healthy is tomorrow. But right now, our final call, Jerry, if it's okay with you, is Rob in Dallas, Texas, yep. and Rob is on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Rob. Hi. How are you guys? Great. So happy that you called. Thank you, but the best advice I ever got was from Father Jonathan Austin, and he said that I needed to become a man, to grow into a man that would love one woman or none, or to, or be conquered by the rest. Mm. Wow. Great piece of advice there. And what was the priest's name again, Rob? His name was Father Jonathan Austin. Father Jonathan Austin. Mm. Okay, well, that yeah, that is a great piece of advice. Yeah. Um, you know, one that the world needs to hear a whole lot more today than is, is mm-hmm. being said. Rob, thank you. I'm glad we got to you. We, we just got to get ready to end the program here. And we got an email, too, at take2 at EWTN.com. Mm-hmm. Joel, he says, this is Joel. I'm listening on 101.7 FM WLOF, the Station of the Cross. The best advice I got in 1996 from Michael T. Flynn was... Stay with God and family and concentrate on what you can do, not the pain or the past, and everything will work in his time. Keep the faith. Wow. Oh, that's good. And that reminds me of my mom, Connie. Remember, Jerry, she always said, stay close to Jesus. Mm -hmm. That was her advice to everyone she met. Everyone. She would would meet people on the street, and they would say, hello, Connie, and she'd say, stay close to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hey, if I can just real quickly, before we get about... A minute and a half, and we're gonna we're gonna get off the air here. But just wanted to invite to ask people to pray for my my pastor here at the Basilica of Saint Paul in Daytona Beach, Father Ken Gill. He just got back from a two week pilgrimage to Italy. Today is his birthday, and it was on this date in Assisi, fifteen years ago, that he got confirmation of his priestly vocation. Wow! So please wow. just say a little prayer of thanksgiving for the mm-hmm. priestly vocation of Father mm-hmm. Ken Gill. I would appreciate that, and I know and, he would as well. And happy birthday, Father. Yeah, they're Beautiful eating cake day. already in another room. I'm going to go. Oh, they have cake? <laughs> oh, go- oh, I want some piece of cake. Okay, be, mm-hmm. our, ours will be virtual. You enjoy yeah. it for us. Okay, let's get healthy tomorrow. Mind, body, and spirit on take two. I'm looking forward to it, Jerry. Absolutely. And thanks, as always, to the show team, our call screener, Matt Gabensky, producer, Ace McKay, Jeff uh, Jeff Burson on social media, affiliates. Thank you, as always, for carrying the program. It encores at midnight Eastern time on many of these same EWTN radio stations. If you ever miss an episode, go to the website, take2show.com. So until tomorrow, when we talk about getting healthy, I'm Jerry Usher with Debbie Giorgiani and the show team, wishing you a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph. Please pray for us.